1: 18 plus.
2: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Welcome to a Turn on the Jets digital special presentation. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And with everything going on in terms of rumors involving Mike McCagney, the general manager of the Jets, and Adam Gase, the head coach of the Jets, and how there's all kinds of friction, all the reports coming out about how there's major disagreements. And we may be in the middle of watching a major power struggle. Of course, there's the fact that Adam Gase wasn't at these pressers with the draft. We didn't see him in the draft room. There have been dueling explanations as to why. But this has certainly turned into a bit of a PR crisis for the Jets. So I wanted to know how this would be handled by a pro. I was curious exactly what a professional would do in this situation, how they would handle it, what the Jets should be doing, and also helping us figure out what some of the stuff means that has come out already and getting through some of the smoke screens. So... I texted my buddy John Grella. He used to be the director of communications for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was also the executive vice president of public affairs at the U.S. Travel Association. And now he's on his own with the hottest new public affairs company out there, Jag Public Affairs. And that is, of course, because those are his initials, Jonathan A. Grella. John, thank you so much for coming back on the show, my man.
3: Thanks for the free advertisement.
2: <laughs> hey, listen, we got to give you some benefit for coming on the show, and we'll talk about your new venture later on at the end I, of the interview as well, because I want people to know about it in case they need some public relations assistance here, the way the Jets seem to need some these days. So let's get right into it, John.
3: Before we start, I got to let you know that in a recent new business presentation, that I was told that there was a fellow Jets fan in the room. And I introduced myself to, to this guy and, and, and said, "Hi, I'm Jonathan. I'm actually Jess fan, was a ball boy, worked for the Bucks and uh, too. And, and, and he said, "Oh, I know. I heard you on the podcast recently.
2: You're making that up, aren't you?
3: <laughs> I am not making it up. It is the absolute truth. Maybe I can drag this fella uh, on here sometime, too, to prove it. But, yes, in in a room of of high-powered business executives, somebody did actually say, I heard you on the podcast recently.
2: That's amazing. You never know who's listening to these podcasts, I'm telling you.
3: Cautionary tale, too, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. Maybe the Jets are listening, and they probably should be because I think they could use your advice right now, John. So let's start at the beginning here with how all this stuff leaks out and how you try to contain it at the beginning. A story like this generally starts because there are either leaks inside the building or or you have people that are hearing things around the league who end up leaking things. So walk me through how something like this really gets going.
3: Okay. So uh, begin with, with the uh, basic premise that there's either something going on or nothing going on. And that, <laughs> there, is, that there is obviously a wide berth and a, and a range of uh, degrees of discord, if you will. So uh, we, let's, let's set that aside for a moment and recognize a few key factors. One is that there are many, many points of exposure, particularly on a football team. You've got obviously dozens and dozens and dozens of players. You've got agents. You've got families. You've got, uh, of all these folks, you've got scouts and general managers and, and, and you name it. Uh, And and a big coaching staff. So hundreds of people may know that something has happened. uh, And just like uh, you would not blame the the kid who stocks the grocery shelves at the grocery store for um, for a a jar of pickles that was spiked onto the aisle. Um, The person who has to clean it up is usually not the one who's incented or motivated to to create the mess in the first place. So if you, if you are tempted to blame it on a PR person to leak a story, chances are you're only making your job that much harder by, by uh, peddling in dirt or being a dirt merchant, as, as I would call it. So let's play now the game of Clue, which, which everybody remembers, and, and think about who has the motive and who has, um, who has the reason to, to perpetuate a storyline like this who stands to gain and, and, and look, look at all of the evidence out there with, with a discerning eye. So, all right, you've got uh, agents who, who, uh, you know, of course it's easy to say they're unscrupulous. They have no um, loyalties other than themselves and their, and maybe their clients uh, if you're being kind Um, you've got uh, folks either inside the building you know uh or who have who have designed on that chair and you've also got um folks around the league who either themselves or a friend want to uh want to break that break into the uh the gm biz or want to want to get another gm crack uh as things and and then you've gotta ask yourself um you know who who is the most likely um, uh, person to be, to be uh, moving the story along or leaking stories like this. So obviously you also have instances where things get out without a malicious intent, where, you know, somebody overhears something at a bar or, or, um, you know, the telephone game happens and, and something, something gets out there that everybody may have been motivated to keep under wraps, but, you know, loose lips. Um, happen. So, uh, you know, you, as easy as it is to say, you know, if we're playing the game of Clue, that it was Professor Heimerdinger in the war room with the lead <laughs> pipe. Um, uh, let's 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 see. And we could maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. You, then you have to go and, and look at um, the coverage, look at who the blind quotes are from. Whose perspective are they talking from? Who who is the reporter that is going with this stuff on the local and national level? Who typically works with those reporters? So you you name it. You want to want to pick a scribe. You want to pick Manish. You want to pick Samini uh, or or somebody else, and say who is it that usually is has the relationship with that guy? Who's feeding him the most? And and reporters, in as much as they have loyalty in their blood are going to be partial to those who feed them the most, right? To leak to them the most, give them the most scoops and so on. And then you look at the the national pundit class, right? Let's say Lombardi and, and, and folks like that who were involved here. Easy to say. And and it was certainly one of my early instincts to say, well, Lombardi's, you know, part of the patriot family. He's, you know, he's going to do whatever he can to help his buddy out and, and, and try to create chaos inside the X, uh, the jet's organization by lobbing a grenade uh in into their uh into their facility. So um there are there's a lot of different uh, uh players in the mix. It can be inadvertent, it can be by design, but bottom line is you've got a mess. And the hardest part of all here is that it's impossible to disprove a negative. So so they're they're now uh they're now going to be in a position of having to walk back Or demonstrate over time, best way to do that is with success, but demonstrate over time that their relationship is a healthy one.
1: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they
0: say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
2: Reading the tea leaves as somebody that does this for a living and can spot what's really going on in a lot of these situations. What's your hunch here? Do you think that this is exactly what the media is playing up? You think it's being overblown? What's your take on this whole thing?
3: Um, so first, never trust an HC, especially a new one, who says he has no interest in buying the groceries. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so I, I've, I've seen this not only in 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 my football travels, but also in in the professional uh, realm uh, outside of football. Where if somebody says, "Oh, that you know, I, I I'm I'm not interested in that in the next chair and the next job," I say, Are "You sure? You know, or, or at least think that." So. There, there is, there is a lot. Uh, there is definitely a, um, a, there's definitely a school of thought that you could put Gates and allies of Gates, be it his agent or or friends of his, allies of his, um, who who um, who are uh, moving that storyline. Uh, I would say that you take Mac off the list because he's likely the first, uh, the next guy off the boat right so one shaky season or a, a, a feeling where there's there's irreconcilable differences between uh, him and the gm that he uh, helped bring on board he's going to be sooner to go to go if somebody has to go and so so it would seem like mac has every motive to keep things peaceful and complacent
2: john the friday of the draft is when this report first came out And the rest of the weekend, there were telltale signs that something odd was amiss. And let me explain what I mean by that. Adam Gase wasn't involved in the press conferences. Every time you saw photos in the war room, he wasn't there. Guys were getting called from the war room, draft picks. You didn't see anything involving Gase. Now, this could all be coincidences, as Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News has suggested. However, we can agree that these are terrible optics. As somebody who is a PR guy for a living and has been at a high level for a really long time, how does a staff allow this to happen considering that there's a story like this swirling
3: around? Okay, there's a lot to unpack there, but but the PR, NFL PR guy in me says they post, they amount a war room cam in the war room. And even though you're usually conscious of it being there, it is a long time to be in there. You're working really hard. So you may forget from moment to moment that the camera's on. You don't know when they're going to go to you. It's not like they're telling you, Hey, you know, we're going to throw it to you in a couple of seconds. You can assume that the camera's going to be on you when you're making a pick, but you obviously have bigger fish to fry at the moment, you know, I would roll my eyes uh to be honest about about the optics of Mac being the only guy in the room. Is it a little bit strange and out of the ordinary? yeah, I suppose so, and look, the jets don't pay me so I'm, i i am not trying to say there's there's no there there for just to just to give the guys a break but but it could be as simple as they they uh Somebody somebody called into the war room and said, hey, we've got decaf coffee. And Mac said, no, I don't you know, I'm holding out for the good stuff later on. And so he stayed in the room while everybody else was getting was getting their their decaf lattes. So I, I wouldn't read too much into a snapshot of the of, of the war room at a given moment. And uh, that that uh, that would not be admissible in, in my court.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase
1: necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. What about the fact that Gase wasn't involved in the press conferences and when the phone calls happened, he was nowhere to be found. That's a little odd, especially for a team that's trying to fight off these rumors, right?
3: Yeah, I I mean they they do things their way. Who knows what what uh Gates was doing? I I do agree to a degree uh, to a degree on the phone calls to the players. You would think that they want to get in there and and introduce themselves and they're excited. In terms of the nuts and bolts, the inside baseball of media access, which is its own uh topic uh of of um interest and fascination and frustration to me. Um, the team has to make somebody available after each pick. There are a lot of mandates from from the league and guidelines about about how frequently who needs to be available. So it, it could have been um, even a sign of deference and respect that Gay said, "Hey Max, this is your baby. You're the draft guy. This is your show. I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out." uh, and keep a lower profile and, and, uh, you know, there'll be plenty of time in season for me to be the guy and for, for Mac to be, um, you know, on the sidelines and, you know, uh, drinking his, um, fully leaded coffee. Um, so anyhow, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into who they made available, um, different coaches of different comfort, uh, being in front of the media and, and look, Look at how gase's tenure started with the media, with the press conference, and all the memes that came off of that. He probably isn't like raring to get in front of the cameras and and to the podium again after how the how the introductory press conference went. He might say, "Geez, man, they said New York media was rough and the fans were rough, but you know what? I'm I'm going to be available the bare minimum amount." And to be honest most coaches fall into that category. They view media as a necessary evil. They, they fight it kicking and screaming and they will, they will barely do what is mandated of them. Um, uh, and, and, and sometimes will endure fines. See, see Belichick a bill for, for coaches who are willing to pay out of their own pocket to avoid dealing with the local scribes, uh, or the national ones. And, and so I, it could it could be that gates just said you know what i i'm not going to step up in front of the mics until i have to and there's plenty of time for that this is max show this the the um you know the the, the pre-draft and draft process is, is is in the realm of the general manager let it be him and that's, that's totally fine. Or sometimes who you decide not to make available is based on, I don't want so-and-so to address a certain topic, right? You say, you say, you know what, they're going to, if they, if I put um, Gase up there, they're going to ask him about this other thing that that, I, that he doesn't want to talk about. That's not draft related, related, perhaps.
2: I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, as a PR guy, You have to see how weird it looks to most fans and to the media that the head coach isn't in on these things immediately following a report like this. You wouldn't have advised them to have Gase at least try to put on an act and act like he and Mac are getting along and the two of them are in on all the phone calls and all the big moments together just to at least paint that picture for the public?
3: In defense of my uh, former PR brethren, um, uh, many of whom you know are still working in the league and, and folks I still keep in touch with, they have varying amounts of juice with their coach, their general managers, their owners, their quarterback—you name it, right? And and so you can give good advice if it's asked of you. And you could push it a little bit and and really try to impress upon them that it's important that we show a little u n i t y right now, but they might disregard they're they're going to look at you the way you and I look at our dentists right and say like, "What are you doing here why you know why do I you know I just sat down with you six months ago, why do we need another teeth uh, tooth cleaning like it it's it's a pain in their butt and and I don't think you can overstate how much of uh, a savant streak that coaches uh, and even GMs tend to have about football. Anything they're very protective and obsessive about their time, even individual minutes. And and if and if they could, if every moment taken away from football, especially when it comes to media availability. Is is taking something that taking in a little bit of an advantage away, spending it on something that they hate doing, and that that's a thankless job that is that is mandated of them, and they do it begrudgingly, and only and only to uh, to get more bad coverage. So they're obsessive about their football time. They're suspicious of media and any sort of access, from being mic'd up to war room cams and they're they're um paranoid about information getting out about they're uh, sometimes um spying on other teams and what they say and in, in in routine mundane things like radio shows and television shows and think that they could pick up a, a tidbit there that's going to get them an extra yard here or there and and you know you've got a budget for them all being a little bit nuts a little bit obsessive and a lot of paranoid
1: it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a
0: trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin so go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com,
1: available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
2: So, John, is your hunch that the PR staff may have told them to do what I just said, and they just disregarded the advice?
3: Well, I don't know the particulars of the dynamics in that shop, as 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 um, some players have changed. Um, uh, since, since I knew those guys, but I would say this, a PR guy is not in a position to insist on anything from anyone. He's in a position to give counsel in as much as he's asked. So there are times where news gets out, something gets out and it wasn't run by the PR guy where, you know, you're doing a little black ops stuff and, and, and you don't want anybody, even your PR guy to know. Sometimes you have them do, you know, do your dirty work for you. And and so if they are fortunate enough to be in the room, and that's a, that's a question, they can say, look, there's a lot going on out here. Here are some steps we could do to tamp this down or to mitigate some of that coverage or to to reverse that storyline, going to be very hard to do. Again, you can't just prove a negative. So they can say, here's the coverage, continue to send, you know, those guys text them a tweet or, or, or something that was said, or click, uh, flip them a link, you know, of something that they need to see. But obviously there's a lot of other stuff going on, especially at this time where we all as fans want them to be focused, keep their eye on the ball, keep their eye on the prize. And so in your limited time there, you say, I know this isn't, you know, primary, uh, uh, importance right now, but I, you know, there is this, there's this thing we, we're going to have to deal with any PR guy worth this salt is going to be advising the GM and the coach that you're going to get questions about this. There's going to be more coverage about this. And then here's what you could do to make things perhaps a little bit better. I don't know, be seen talking to each other on the sidelines during mini camp and, and whatnot. Um, and the, the more you, you know, put them out there for a couple extra interviews, maybe with a friendly reporter to say that everything's fine. Nobody's going to believe it, but the only chance you have of, of, of camping this story down even a little bit is one, win football games, and two, Get out there and demonstrate that that visually and beyond that that you can work together. Um, and so um, nobody's going to believe some of this stuff. There are always going to be cynics, especially nowadays, who don't who believe the opposite of whatever is said. But they've unfortunately found themselves in a the position where somebody threw a stink bomb into the war room, and and they're going to be dealing with that stench for months to come.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
2: So, John, let's talk about the actual leaks in this case. As a seasoned PR guy, it should be obvious to you and it should be obvious to a lot of the PR staff who certain preferred reporters are for specific sources. So once you figure out who's feeding who what, what's the process for trying to shut that down internally? In other words, how do you try to make the leaks stop?
3: Yeah. I mean, that's a tough job, right? And, 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 you know, you never like to be in a position, I, I and whether it's politics or sports where, you know, where a boss says go figure out who it is, like, you know, be internal affairs where you're, you're trying to figure out who leaks something. And, and of, of course, you do develop this, this sort of, um, this game of clue where you're, you're trying to figure out who has the motive to do this or that. Who's the guy who typically talks to whatever, Lombardi or, or this one or Manish or Samini and, and, and you try to narrow it down. And if, and the coach may ask you, you know, figure it out. You're never going to like figure it out. The best you could do is say, here's who it isn't. Based on my my um, seasoning and experience, here is who it could be. Based on a, a favorable relationship and rapport they have, and look, one of if, if I'm in politics and I I see a quote that sounds like somebody the style a distinct style uh, of someone I know, and I know I know this guy tends to have a relationship with this reporter, this lobbyist talks to this particular reporter from the Wall Street Journal regularly, I can make an educated guess that it's this guy. Um, And and so um, that's the best you could do. It's a very tough position to be in because the players think that the um, PR staff are like narcs. um, This is a crazy dynamic, right? They think that they're narcs. Um, if they understand the position at all, sometimes I've had players ask me if I am a reporter, but other players ask me if I'm their boss because, of, and I ask why, and they say, because you're wearing a tie. You go, geez, like, is, is it that easy to, to convince you? I should have said, yes, yes, I am your boss. <laughs> and, and then you have, um, the, the, sometimes the GM or the coach, um, they treat, they think that you are a doorman, that lets the media have whatever they want um, or a or D at the restaurant who just says, welcome, you know, make yourself comfortable, have, you know, have that anything you, you'd like, um, you know, because you're the one in their minds, let's say you're downstairs shepherding the media into the locker room, which is sort of a sacred room, room when it's not mandated to be open to the media. Um and, and they think that you're facilitating access. Even if you're facilitating the bare minimum, it's a robust regimen of access. The, the, so the GM, the coach in all likelihood are going to think of you as a doorman. The media is going to think of you as the opposite. They think of you as a bouncer. So all they see is, you're trying to keep the truth coming out, from coming out. You're an enemy of the First Amendment. You're spying on interviews that are happening in locker rooms. Well, you know what? If if you're in a situation where um, there's a, there's a guy in a locker room who, who gets a little bit too cozy with reporters, maybe he's not a frontline player. He's whispering, and the reporter's really close to him, sidled up next to him, and he's and he's talking in hushed tones while everybody else's circle, you know, is is, um, uh, surrounding the, you know, the star player on the other side of the locker room, you know, and, and, and I send one of my PR staff over there to, you know, to keep an eye on things and they get all upset. Like, you know, why are you spying on me? We go, well, what are you up to? Right. So <laughs> there's this very strange dynamic where the folks upstairs, let's say the front office is upstairs, think that you're that you're a a uh, a, a doorman. The folks downstairs think that you're a bouncer and uh and and the players think that you're like a narc. So um it's a very interesting position to be in uh when everybody thinks you feel this kind of different duty, but but you find yourself at the intersection of a lot of a lot of frustrations, a lot of paranoia, and a lot of hurt feelings because you are the guy closest to that reporter, or I see you talking to this reporter who just called me a bust, right? And and I've had before game starting, players call me in and say, hey, I saw that story in the Sunday morning paper calling me a bust, you know, and, and you're like, dude, we're, you know, we're an hour and a half before kickoff right now, like, you know, you can't be worrying about these things. and." And, but they're human, right? So you understand. And, and so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of hard feelings. There's a lot of paranoia, particularly on the part of coaches and GMs about it not wanting information to get out there. And then the owners are obviously reading headlines too. They're a little bit removed from the, you know, from every little, um, back and forth that goes on, but they don't. They want they want ticket sales. They want on field success. They want less discord and drama. They may or may not be reasonable with regard to their expectations of how much you can control coverage. You can influence coverage. You can't control it. You don't write the stories for them because if, if there was a magic wand to be had, you would you would have bought one now uh, by now on on Amazon. And, and the magic wand doesn't exist. All you could do is help, help that help them make good decisions and help the organization put its best foot forward and help try to limit exposure, minimize damage. And that's really, that's, you make your differences on the margins with things like that. And, and hopefully, um, hopefully they don't see you come in and run the other way because you need to retain access if you 're a PR guy, so that you are able to be in the room when they need you, something bad happens, an arrest and a suspension, you know a firing or, or whatever happens. you want to be in the room because you 're there to to be their advisor, to be their counselor um, so and and certainly, when it comes to the players, you want them to trust you because you are there to help help them and keep them from bad things happening. And reporters can be very sneaky. Um, uh, surprise, surprise. They want to get juicy stories out there and clicks and all that stuff. And they are human too. They're, you know, the media has undergone a lot of changes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of folks who sweat their jobs in a changing media landscape and, and they're under a lot of pressure too. So they, they need to put good fodder out 365 days a year. So guess what? Keep some warm in, you know, a couple weeks after the draft, after they've, they've squeezed every last bit of coverage, uh, out of the draft is, you know, can the, can they, you know, pick up the pieces and reconcile, you know, you know, you can see the post headlines, you know, or, or back page where they show Mac and, and Gase in marriage counseling or whatever. And the owner of the team is, is, is looking at the situation and saying, in as much as it's true, you guys need to figure it out because I'm not tolerating this. We're trying to sell tickets. We're trying to build excitement. This, this court is not helping. And maybe one, one of the two of them says, I couldn't agree more because I have a lot to lose here. And the other one is kind of the, you know, the cat that ate the canary and is, and is saying yes, sir, to the owner, but really is perpetuating. Uh, s- sowing the seeds of discord, if you will, because they think that they, that they can end up, uh, with a power grab and end up as the kind of winner of the, the office hunger, hunger games at the end of all this.
2: A doorman, a bouncer, and a narc—what a combination! It's like Johnny Depp's character from Twenty One Jump Street meets Patrick Swayze's character from Roadhouse meets Carlton, the doorman. Those are a lot of hats to wear, John.
3: (laughs) That's fantastic. I I really, I love the, I love the uh, double deuce uh, uh, Swayze reference. Uh, That's a fantastic movie.
2: So, John, i got to ask you about this because before we started recording, you told me that you had a similar situation to what the Jets are going through right now during your time in Tampa. Obviously, you don't have to name any names or anything like that, but if you could, lay out what the situation was and the steps that you tried to take to rein everything in.
3: Well, i got to be a little bit careful here, but the long and short of it is PFT story. Right and and who feeds who reads and feeds PFT? More people read it now than ever before since the 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 uh, partnership with NBC. Um, but it's it's an insidery take, right? So it's read by scouts, coaches, PR guys, owners, GMs, etc. And so that's who you're trying to get information to. Who, information can come out with with a motive, or it could just be people trying to show off and prove that they're in the know, right? I'm going to leak something to Florio or Lombardi uh, or Schefter because I, I want to prove that I'm a hot shot, that I'm in the room, that I have some access and some juice internally could be agents. Right. And, and if you have, um, if you have currency in your possession, meaning you have a scoop and you don't care, Either you do care and you want to hurt somebody or you want to help somebody or you don't care and you don't care because you don't know anybody on the Jets. But you just happen to hear because, you know, a friend of my agent, you know, uh, you know, another agent told my agent that this happened and I don't, I don't give a darn about the Jets. So why not, why not leak this? And I can build a little equity with Mike Lombardi. So that maybe next time he treats me a little bit better or something like that. But there's a lot of that trading going on. Information is currency and power. So um, somebody hears that something's going on and, and they may, they may go to, maybe the telephone game where one bad thing happens. One disagreement happens it gets it, it gets uh, transformed or it snowballs into oh they can barely they're not even on speaking terms one man's got to go perhaps as soon as this week and and who knows where the truth lies there's there's got to be something uh, there in my guess but um, and 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 you got to think that it's not Mac who's creating it because he's the guy who's more likely to go um, as uh, you know he's been in the job longer and, and likely has less, uh, less equity left.
2: So if you were in the position now, based on your experience, based on what you know of the situation, and let's also stipulate that I'm sure there are plenty of things about what's going on that you don't know, but just based on what we do know, what would you be advising, the key members of the organization to do about this going forward as far as how to handle this story and how to get it to essentially disappear from public consciousness?
3: So first of all, you got to be aware, right? You got to be self-aware and you got to be aware of the situation and, and you can't be your own dentist, right? You, you can't be the GM and see this act, this, um, uh, see this as fairly and objectively as you need to. So hopefully you trust and lean on your PR guy to, to give it to you straight and say, this is what guys are saying. This is what they're saying in the media room. They're all bought in on this and that you're going to get asked about this. Here's what I think you should say. Or maybe you want to pull this one guy aside who's a conspiracy theorist and, 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 and tell him tell him what you, uh, what you know, or what, what he needs to hear. Okay. Um, so I think what you're really what you're really looking at is PR guys need to be part reporter sometimes. Some of them have journalistic backgrounds or at least um, have an understanding, certainly, of from the other side of how journalism works. So you've got to play sleuth or reporter inside your own building. So in a situation like that, you have a separate conversation, just like you know an interrogator would. With this guy at the crime scene, that guy in the crime scene and, and 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 whoever else was around and compare the notes and say, you know, why is it that that four people said this and this other guy said that? That's strange. Why would he be motivated to not tell me the truth there or to obfuscate or, or whatever? So, so you got to get to the bottom of it as the PR guy because you never want to be sent out there to lie. First of all, because lies can come back and haunt you. And secondly, because your name is attached to the organization. Maybe you're the one quoted in the story you're associated with, with the organization. And in that business, your credibility is all you got. So, so you never want to go out there and willingly lie. And of course, every, every, Every reporter thinks that every PR guy is a liar. Every GM is a liar. Every coach is a liar, and every you know every um, PR guy thinks that thinks you know something uh, equally flattering of of the media. Um, So, even though there are folks who think that all PR guys are liars, the truth of the matter is, you're paid to help the organization put its best foot forward. That means that. Sometimes you've got to tell hard truths. Sometimes you've got to cop to stuff and and level with people. Sometimes you've got to minimize something if it's a gray area and you want to help the organization put its best foot forward. But you're not going to say that the sky is green when it's really blue. Um, That's a dangerous game, and and you get – you get busted once lying and, and you can never be, I mean, it's a boy cry wolf, right? Like what kind of credit are you going to have in a media room? Uh, I, I've been in this situation where, where you want to be able to say, if an injury is not so bad, you've got to believe me. And so in order to do that, sometimes you're going to need to level with reporters. Even if the coach or the GM is, is resistant to share any little bit, right? A guy's going on IR tomorrow and, and you know, you're giving me a hard time about, about telling the, telling the media bunch, um, a few hours early. I get that, but just understand that if I always say everything's cool and sometimes it's not cool, nobody's ever going to believe me. Maybe it would be best for the organization for me to be able to save my bullets for when I really need them and, and say sometimes, you know what, Isaiah Crowell tore his Achilles today. He's going to be out for the season and not let's wait for tomorrow to see what officially happens or for Dr. James Andrews to be the one to to tell ESPN or Schefter that somebody's done for the season. Like you, you need to make goodwill deposits in the bank and not just, and not just strain credibility and 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 test their uh test their their patience and and uh, um savviness um because because this is an information business you're trading in information and if you're peddling dirt or you're or you're peddling nonsense then then you're, you can't really count on anybody believing you when you actually need them to
2: regardless of what's actually happening right now. I would feel a lot more comfortable if this organization had you running point as far as public relations goes. And I'm not just saying that because we're friends. It's because I think that everything that you've just outlined indicates that you would have a pretty strong handle on this, or at least as strong a handle as somebody in that position could have.
3: Let me just say, I feel for, I feel for the NFL uh, brethren. I, I had somebody text me, I think it was before, I took the Bucks job, and another team was hiring a head coach, and they had a press conference scheduled for like a really horrible time of day. Right, it was like six o'clock or something. And the and and one of my friends says to me, "What a terrible PR guy!" And I go, "You know what? One thing all PR guys know." Is that he wouldn't have scheduled at that time? It's when his owner got, you know, got the the private plane into the, you know, the private airport at that time, and you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to make any Robert Kraft jokes, but but the, uh, the, the a lot of times a bad hand is 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 dealt to the PR guys, and they've got to make the most of it, and then endure the blame after. After they were uh, told to do something bad and, and look, this happens in politics and sports. So I feel for the PR guys, um, who have to make the most of what little they're, they're given.
2: It's a thankless job, but somebody's got to do it, and if you need somebody to do it, it should probably be my guest, and I'm not just saying that because we're friends, Mr. John Grella. John, thanks for hopping back on the podcast, man. Really appreciate it. Before you run, why don't you let people know how they can interact with you, and of course, I want to hear all about your brand new venture. We talked about it earlier, but for anybody who's looking for a little PR help themselves, you might be the guy that can fix their problems, right?
3: Yes, I mean thanks. Thanks for all the kind words, Scott, and thanks for the plug. Uh, I am not campaigning and not interested and will not be an NFL PR guy again. I'm comfortable saying that <laughs> we've we've had our um, multi year adventure to another city, not our home, uh, and I am I don't see myself moving anywhere uh, anytime soon. We love living in the D.C. area. Um, you can find me at at Jonathan Grella on Twitter. Uh, at Jag Pub Affairs on Twitter, uh, new thing, and and yeah, my new my new PR uh, uh, public affairs shop just started a few weeks ago. It's going great so far. It's gonna work um, between the travel industry I know so well, sports, crisis associations, advocacy of all different sorts, and and um, I'm open for business. So uh, so. In as much as, uh, I can find time around doing, uh, 200 fan speak, um, uh, mock draft, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I am actually, uh, I actually have to earn a living. So, um, so I'm really, really enjoying it thus far, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity to, to give the business a plug. Um, this is, uh, this is a really exciting time and, and certainly already psyched for the upcoming season.
2: This is a true statement that he made about the 200 fans speak mock drafts because he would email me a bunch of them and say, what do you think of this scenario? What do you think of this scenario? So John was hard at work trying to figure out what the Jets could do here. And he had several versions of the value chart handy, knowing which trades could be actually feasible.
3: Can I spend one second on this, Scott? And let me just say that that sports continues to be where grown people go to act like petulant children. <laughs> where. Somebody made put this in great words. I was trying to convey throughout the draft. Let's not be too knee jerk and emotional. And I hate Mac, almost like a Mac derangement syndrome where you can't cut the guy a break. And any good any good fortune he's had was a result of luck. And everything bad is his fault. Look, I can tell you from doing two hundred of those fan speak drafts. Sometimes the guys go your way, and sometimes they don't. I'll give some love to Dave Gettleman too, right? And and you see you can't know for sure that Daniel Jones was going to be there. And guess what? What if your owner and you were sold on Daniel Jones, you better come home with Daniel Jones, right? So, so let's, everybody thinks it's easy, but when it comes to the jets trading down, not trading down, everyone wanted it all. They wanted to have their cake and eat it too. I want to have the the top pick in the draft, the guy who's going to be in Canton someday. I also want more picks, which would have entailed training down, oh, let's not trade down, then complain when we don't move up into the second and mortgage the future, and guess what? Even if our two threes turned into a two, which it would not have, uh, at least not the two we wanted, we would have been then without threes and people would have been complaining. Why did we only get two players this year? Well, because you traded away a two for Darnold and you were happy to do it, and somebody said, look at all these people who have darn avatars on their Twitter accounts complaining about why we have no twos. And, and I couldn't agree more. Like let's, let's be consistent in, in, in what we whine about and, and stick with one thing. Either, either be all in on the darn trade and be fine with the fact that you don't have a two this year. Be all in on Quinn, Quinn and Williams and be fine that you didn't trade down and acquire multiple picks. But then you can't turn around and ask why we didn't jump up to the second round. So, And, and then this one final thing here is one man's trash is another man's treasure. Is, is a, it doesn't apply here because if, you're, if you don't like Darren Lee, and it seems like everybody dislikes Darren Lee these days, if you don't like Darren Lee and you're willing to put, you, you consider him a standard definition television. That you're ready to put on your curb this weekend for bulk trash pickup. And before you put it on your curb, you're saying, I'd like to sell it for $2,000 to somebody. That's what, that's what Jets fans are saying about Darren Lee. Let Darren Lee's horrible. Can we flip him for a second? (laughs) No, you can't flip him for a second. Maybe, maybe he's better than everyone says. I'm not making a point in either direction on that, but don't say that a player that you're, that you've had enough of is more likely to be, Valued highly by a scout of another team than, than by you. Who do we think we are?
2: This is where they have to be a bit of a shady used car salesman and see if they could talk somebody into taking Darren Lee for more than we expect them to get for him. John, thanks so much for coming on. You got to promise me something. I'm hearing rumors that you're going to be coming into the area for some home games this year. If you do, you got to hit me up so we can go get some pizza or something, buddy.
3: Absolutely, I would love to reenact a barstool uh, pizza review with you. Um, I'm I'm going to be up there for the for the Cleveland Monday night game. I'm going to be in Philly for the away game into enemy territory and hopefully, uh, get out alive. But it's the city where I went, uh, the city where I went to college. And then, uh, and then obviously living in the DC area, got to go to the Skins and Baltimore game. Unfortunately, the Baltimore game as a Thursday night in December is not likely to be a, a warm one. But I'm, I'm excited to go to a bunch of games. It's great to have the opportunity to hit multiple in a season. Um, and uh, it, it, it'll be a lot of fun. So I look forward to catching up with you and and other fans who aren't going to be insulted by by my dinging them over their their uh, whiny tweets over the past few days. <laughs> Maybe we could do our own our own Bills Mafia and 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 power bomb each other into tables. <laughs>
2: Flaming table or I'm out.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Got to do this full Cactus Jack Terry Funk style.
3: Get the letter fluid and pour it on my Johnny Hector jersey and powerbomb me through a table.
2: <laughs> FMW. FMW. <laughs> go ahead and follow John right now at Jonathan Grella on Twitter. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. It's Turn on the Jets Digital and thejets.com.
1: that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. Website for details.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper?